The book, The Turquoise Table by Kristen Schell is our podcast sponsor. Kristen, desperate for a way to slow down and connect, put an ordinary picnic table in her front yard, painted it turquoise, and began inviting friends and neighbors to join her. Life changed in her community, and it can change in yours, too. Alongside personal and heartwarming stories, you'll read about some stress-free ideas for kickstarting your own turquoise table. Simple recipes to take outside and share with others. Stories from people using turquoise tables in their neighborhoods. You'll find the turquoise table on sale everywhere books are sold. Hi, Delilah. It's Kristen Shell. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm excited. Excited to be talking to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. I'm excited to be talking to you and to share the concept and the hope of the turquoise table with all of my listeners. Wow. Thank you. You know, it's funny as I uh, heard about your book and then delved into it a little bit, I thought, oh my gosh, this, this is what I try to do on the radio every night. In a very tangible, real, anyone can do this, get to know your neighbor sort of way. You've taken such a a beautiful thing and made it so simple for everyone to reach out in love. Well, absolutely. I, I think we might be kindreds in that way. And I certainly have learned a lot from you. <laughs> so tell me about your your personal turquoise table and what uh, what led you to decide to do that and put it out in the yard. So, you know, it's been almost four years since I put an ordinary picnic table in my front yard and painted it turquoise and in the hopes of of getting to know my neighbors and building community, you know, kind of right where we live. The backstory, um, which is always way more interesting, um, is is really um, kind of the fascinating part of it and the and the journey of it. And um, so, when I was in middle school, I um, I was I ended up going to I was beat up in my middle school years. And we all know seventh and eighth grade is not a ton of fun anyway. And so, when you get beat up, it's just it's not a good thing. And so. My parents took me out of the school that I was in and sent me to a, just a neighborhood, you know, parochial school, just a Christian school in our neighborhood. But that particular school had a different set of rules for um, for chapel services and for taking communion. And so, since I wasn't the same denomination, I wasn't allowed to have communion. And so, you know, looking back now, um, you know, it was I was not invited to that table. And it hurt. It was awful. You know, being in that awkward, you know, kind of preteen and teenage early years, um, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, And so ever since then, there's been this just this like desire to belong um, and to be included, not only for myself, but then to notice people who maybe aren't don't belong or, or don't have a seat at the table and welcome them. And so the story ends up, you know, really, really good. I, I made my way back to, to church and to, to God and, um, and, you know, as my relationship and faith um, were growing and my walk with the Lord um, was growing, um, I, I took that table idea um, and wanted a place where all people could be welcome, but I didn't know how to do it. So what inspired you? I mean, I get the backstory, but what, what made you think one day... I'm just going to put a, a picnic table in my front yard and see who'll come and sit down with me. Well, that's pretty much what I did. It was almost like a dare, you know, and it was 
So I was having a, a, a party with a friend, and we needed a really inexpensive table or two for this for this party. And so I ordered an ordinary, you know, picnic table, and you know, you can visualize the exact one. It's the most ran, you know, normal picnic table um, out there. And so I had it delivered, and they're heavy. Picnic tables are heavy. Wooden ones are. And so the the delivery guys left it in our front yard, kind of right near the edge of the street. And then they came to get me to ask, where do you want this picnic table? And when I saw it, oh, my goodness, Delilah, it was like this aha moment. It was this moment of, you know, maybe it belongs right there. I am going to leave it right there. And I know that sounds crazy, um, but I did. You know, we, of course, put it in the backyard for the party. Um, but that next week, we painted it turquoise because it's my favorite color, and we put it right back out in the front yard. And so the idea and the concept, you know, it was just a hypothesis at the time was, okay, what if what if we take our backyard activities, our, you know, things we're doing normally, you know, eating dinner, doing homework, having, you know, lemonade stands. What if we were to do all of these things? at this table and invite others to join us. And what did what did your neighbors think when you first went and knocked on the door and said, hey, we're having hot dogs out in the front yard instead of hiding away in the backyard. Want to come and join us? That's, and that's exactly what we did. For the very first day, though, before I had the courage, because this is a little, you know, this, is, this could be kind of crazy, right? I mean, a turquoise picnic table in the front yard. So before, and in hindsight, I probably should have asked, you know, permission and not forgiveness. But I didn't go around the very first day and say, hey, guys, I'm putting a table in the front yard. I actually put the table in the front yard and went outside and sat there. And that day I met a neighbor um, and a woman who I had never even seen at the grocery store or the post office. I'd never even seen her drive by. And she was walking in the neighborhood and she stopped and we started a conversation immediately. And you know, 30 minutes later, we're sitting at the table having a great conversation. And Susan, you know, who I never would have met, or most likely would never have met, um, and I now, you know, we're friends. And so that's how it started at my table. It was very um, spontaneous and really, quite frankly, in all honesty, not very well thought through. (laughs) Um, You know, I just... But it was real. You don't don't think through real. When something happens that's real... You don't think it through. You don't. It's not a planned thing. It's not a purposeful thing. It's like when somebody takes a great snapshot of their kid playing in the sprinkler. It's real. Then you see somebody who's posed and hired lighting and a photographer. That's not real. Right. Right. So this was trust me, it's real. And it it still is very real at the table. So that was my you know, just first encounter. But you know what it was, too? It was such encouragement that. Um, you know, that, that here, you did know, within five minutes of meeting someone, um, that it was time to maybe take the next step and do it again. And, and so I did. And um, this, the, the very next day, um, the kids and I went out and had dinner. I mean, I don't even remember what it was, but I guarantee it was on paper plates and it was whatever we were going to be eating any, anyway. And so we tried dinner and, you know, and waved at people, nothing, and um, miraculous or out of the ordinary happened that night, except we got comfortable. And so we enjoyed being out there. And then I invited a couple of neighbors to come have coffee. Then, you know, simple and very spontaneous. Hey, tomorrow morning, you want to come sit at the turquoise table? And that's when, you know, they were like, what is this? What are you doing? What's the idea behind it? And I just shared my heart. 
there wasn't a plan. There wasn't, I just said, hey, what if, what if we were used to use this as a really, you know, simple gathering place for all of us um, to come to the table and um, there's no rules, there's, there's no plan. Let's just try it out. And now it's become a thing. It's become like a, a movement across the country. Isn't that crazy? It's a thing, Delilah. It's I a mean, thing. It's a thing. <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be a turquoise thing. It doesn't even have to be a turquoise thing. In fact, you know, really the, the rally cry now is to live as front yard people. And, you know, whether that's at a turquoise table or Adirondack chairs or a front porch swing or whatever works in your neighborhood and your community, it's just about, you know, living more um, accessibly um, and in community with one another. I think that's so funny because that's a, a buzzword. That's such a phrase now. You hear it, pastors from the pulpit. You hear it uh, from graduation podiums. You hear it in, you know, those online videos you can go watch where you get all pumped up. Everybody talks about community. And yet I live in a community. I live like in a village. I've got family and friends that live on my property and kids and I take in other kids and we have foster kids and stray kids. And people say to me, that's so weird. Why, why do you do that? Um, cause I, I believe God created us to live in community. Well, yeah, but that, that's weird that you have people sleeping on your floor. They, they don't have a place to live. Right. So mm. I believe in community. Well, that's just weird. <laughs> right? Well, you know, and I live in Austin where, you know, our city motto is, you know, keep Austin weird. So maybe I had an edge up by putting a, you know, turquoise picnic table in my front yard. Um, but, you know, it's not, of course, weird. It was it's weird not weird. It's what our parents it. and our grandparents and our exactly. great grandparents do. It's what people in developing nations, how they live. It's what God intended us for is to be a part of a family, a village, a community of, of hearts connecting. It's not weird. It's nope. good. It's it's wonderful. I know. So what's weird is that we, we, we were not doing it intuitively. I mean, if we want to talk about weird, you know, when my husband and I laugh now that, you know, that, that I get to talk about trying to create community, which is, I mean, it's the oldest thing. I mean, it's the oldest thing ever. It's, there's nothing new about it. We just need a reminder because there's so many distractions and we're pulled in so many different ways um, via social media or just schedules or just this, this crazy, you know, you know, frazzled lifestyle um, that, that the table has just come to serve as a talisman and a reminder that there's more. You know, that we need, you know, that, that there's such, you know, beauty and richness when you slow down, you know, and, and unplug and just enjoy really the simplicity of, of you know. Connecting heart to heart. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> of loving yes. people in a very real way. Yes. I appreciate you. I appreciate your, your story. I appreciate that you're helping people across the country to Come out to the front yard, come out to the front porch and love with all their heart. You keep doing that in your book and your travels and your speaking, Kristen. I'll keep doing it on the radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. Bye, Delilah. Slow down and love someone.
Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.